going to go to the book of 1 Samuel, the 19th chapter, and the first to the seventh verse. Daniel chapter, 1 Samuel, I'm sorry, 1 Samuel chapter 19, verse 1 through 7. And Lord have mercy, this word tonight is for somebody tonight. And I've been feeling something in my spirit all day. I had to fast and eat fruit, drink some juice and water all day. So I had to get before the Lord to, to see what it is that he wants to say in this season. And not just to get up here to show you that I can preach, but to give you what thus said the Lord. First Samuel chapter 19. 1 Samuel chapter 19, beginning at the first verse to the seventh verse. And it reads these words from the Holman Christian Standard Bible Version. Saul ordered his son Jonathan and all his servants to kill David. But Saul's son Jonathan liked David very much. So he told him, my father Saul intends to kill you. Be on guard in the morning and hide in a secret place and stay there. I'll go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are and talk to him about you. When I see what he says, I'll tell you. Verse 4 says, Jonathan spoke well of David to his father Saul. He said to him, the king shall not sin against his servant David. He hasn't sinned against you. In fact, his actions have been a great advantage to you. He took his life in his hands when he struck down the Philistine. And the Lord brought a great victory for all Israel. You saw it and rejected. So why would you sin against innocent blood by killing David for no reason? Saul listened to Jonathan's advice and swore an oath. As surely as the Lord lives, David will not be killed. So Jonathan summoned David and told him all these words. Then Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he served him as he did before. Tonight, I want to come from the subject of, are you really my friend? Look to somebody say, are you really my friend? And the subtopic tonight is the power of friendship. The power of friendship. As I begin to read and, and study and meditate on what the Lord had me to say tonight, and I had so many different topics about this particular scripture, but the Lord said to ask the people tonight to ask yourself, are they really your friend? I wish I had a witness tonight. Because so many times we, we have these so-called friends and so-called people around us, but are they really your friend? Have they proven themselves friend-worthy? Are they really your friend? So I began to look and look up the word friend, and a friend is a, diff a definition that can be defined by anybody or anyone. And so uh, I chose some of these weird definitions that some people have posted on the Urban Dictionary. And it says, a friend is someone you love and who loves you. Someone you respect and who respects you. Someone you trust and who trusts you. A friend is honest and makes you want to be honest, too. A friend is loyal. Do anybody got anybody just like that that are honest? A true friend who loves you in spite of everything you've been going through, who is there with you every step of the way. You may fall down, but they say, listen, 
I am here with you. You don't have to fight this by yourself. And you can trust them because sometimes I found out, Minister Cunningham, that you can't trust everybody with your secret. Because you, you call them friend and they look like an image of a friend. And they play this persona as a friend. And then as soon as trouble comes around, they put all your mess out there on social media. Can I get a witness tonight? Are you really my friend? And it says, a friend is someone who is happy to spend time with you doing absolutely nothing at all. Someone who doesn't mind driving you on stupid errands or who would get up at midnight just because you want to go on adventures and who doesn't have to talk to communicate with you. These are some characteristics of people that says they are my friend. But when we get a friend, do we know how to treat our friends? Because I don't have a friend. I need a friend. But when you get a friend, how do you treat your friend? The Bible says in Luke, the sixth chapter, in the 31st verse, treat others how you want to be treated. You cussing out your friend, they're going to cuss you out. My God, you blasted them on social media, they're going to blast you on social media. Are you really my friend? Romans 12 and 10 says, show family affection to one another with brotherly love. Outdo one another in showing honor. And nowadays, we try to outdo everybody in everything other than showing love. My God, y'all work with me tonight. Treating people the way you want to be treated. I don't want nobody coming into my life and, and, and treating me any kind of way. So how do you expect other people to be treated? So Proverbs 17 says this, a friend loves at all times. God's intention of friendship is love. Friendship should be less about what we get out of it and more about how we can serve God through it. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 reminds us that out of faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these is love. Jesus reiterated the importance of love when he reminded his followers to love God first with all of your heart and soul and then love our neighbor as ourselves. So no matter what people may look like, I still gotta have a love for them. No matter if they black, white, ugly, stinky, and just anything that's not good, I still gotta love them. Because I'm being a friend. I'm just being somebody that's there to be along the way to give you a smile, to, to make your day brighter. Yes, sir. Sometimes, as I, I tell people, I only got three friends. God, my friend Julius, and my other friend. <laughs> my lady friend. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> but those are the only three people that knows the human side of Pastor Kid or Minister Kid or whatever you want to call me, they are the only ones that I'm like, I tell them everything. Because I know I can put my trust in them. I know that they respect me and I can respect them no matter what situation may come my way. Uh, I know that some of my friends, they're like, hey, you know that ain't right. Do you got friends that'll be like, you know that ain't right? Or they'll be like, come on, do another plug, plug. Go and take a little sip, sip. You ain't, you know it ain't gonna hurt you. It's gonna make you feel good. And I come to let somebody know tonight, it may make you feel good for a little while, but when you get the Holy Ghost, it's going to make you feel good for a lifetime. Amen, somebody. 
But you gotta love people and, and, and you gotta treat them the way you wanna be treated. And a lot of times as I've taken leadership classes and conferences I've been to, they always tell us that you gotta treat uh, people the way you want them to treat, you want your mom or your, your, your dad or your sister and brother to be treated. So if you out here treating everybody else bad and then somebody come along and treat your parents bad, you know you're gonna get upset. You know you're gonna get mad like, I know you ain't talking about my mama like that. Or you ready to bust somebody across the head? Y'all better come on with me tonight. <laughs> I'm trying to reach it on the young people level, so y'all stay with me. So we find here in this particular passage of scripture about Jonathan and David, because Jonathan was the son of Saul, and Saul wanted David killed. It's like your mom and your daddy said, don't be hanging around with JoJo and Shaquisha, but nah, you stick <laughs> Get on from over there. I know they folks. <laughs> but Jonathan, he was he was so in tune with this. He was like, Dad, he, he killed the Philistines. He got a great victory for our people. He did all of this and you want him dead. And the reason why as I was studying this, I went all the way back to 1 Samuel chapter 10 where it all began when Saul was getting ready to be uh, anointed as the king because the people was like, we want a king. My God. And so, uh, Saul was mad at the people because when Saul got David as an armor bearer, uh, David was with him and serving with him. And so they went to an army and they went to war. And so David killed more people than Saul. And so when Saul and David came back to the city, the people was like, oh, Saul killed 1,000. But David, oh, David, he killed 10,000 men. And Saul got real jealous. Isn't it like some people that get jealous of you just because you're doing better than them? Just because, oh, come on, something here, somebody. You got folks looking at you and mad at you because oh look at him he's on the a honor roll he's on the basketball team and i can just use myself as an example oh he's the president of three clubs how can he do that why he get to be the president of three come on somebody you know you got folks jealous of you just because of what you have done and we find that Jonathan, he was right there with him, although Jonathan was like, you know, this is my dad, but I just feel something about this connection. So all the time around the uh, the uh, 13 and, and coming on to the 19th chapter, it talks about how Jonathan loved David so much that although I don't know this person, but I want to get to know this person. Is there anybody knows that you got friends that said, mm, it's something about you. It's something that I need to cling to you because David had something on the inside of him that comes Jonathan to see something that I said, hmm, I need to get a glimpse of it. I just need to get close to you. Because sometimes some folks got some stuff in there that you need to get away from. Yes, sir. Uh, are you really my friend? Because I found out that friends will put you in a predicament or put you in a situation uh, where it will cost you your life. And sometimes we, 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 we go around with people who may look good and we go with the crowd. But I come and tell you, don't follow the crowd. Uh, because sometimes the crowd will have you so messed up, busted, and disgusted, and they'll have you in places where you don't need to be. Can I preach in here tonight? 
So we find that uh, the friendship of Jonathan and David is a shining example. And, and as I began to read this, I was like, well, we hear this all the time. Where my Jonathan's at in the house? Where my Jonathan's at? And this is just a prime example of true friendship. When somebody is after your life, when somebody is trying to kill you, when, oh, let me break it down to the young people in a natural real quick. When somebody trying to give you some weed, when somebody trying to give you some alcohol, when somebody trying to make you cuss and you know you don't supposed to be cussing, when somebody is trying to get you in a room and you know you don't need to be in that room, I wish I had some witnesses up in here that knows that I need a Jonathan that can tell me that somebody is planning an attack on me and trying to take me out. There's some people in your life that call themselves your friend, that call themselves rulers over you, that's trying to take you out. But Saul was a true friend, although it was his daddy. He said, I love him so much, dad, and why would you do this to this man? So as we see the events of 1 Samuel 20, it begins with David running to Jonathan to find out why his father is trying to kill him. To honor his father, Jonathan takes an oath and tests Saul's intention, confirming David's suspicions. And so let me pause here for a minute because I don't want nobody to think that I'm telling you to disobey your parents because J Jonathan went against his father because he wanted to save David's life. And so they, Jonathan, he took an oath to honor his father. So even in this situation, you still got to honor mama and daddy. Oh, my God. So it says here that they do they do not get to become inseparable BFFs after revelation of Saul's true intentions. The end of Psalm First Psalms twenty it cuts to the scene of these two friends' farewell at which they wept together. But David wept the most. Jonathan bravely followed God's will, but went back to serve at his father's side, saying to David, "Go in peace, for we have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the Lord, saying the." Lord is witness between you and me and between your descendants and my descendants forever. Perhaps the sweetest piece of loyalty is revealed to us after Jonathan's death alongside his father when a piece of the oath he and David swore is fulfilled, 1 Samuel 20 and 15, as David takes in Jonathan's crippled son as one of his own in 2 Samuel chapter 9. So as I began to look through the Bible and I was trying to find out other stories about friendship because we, we I think we all know the story about Jonathan and David. But as I was looking and I was like, Lord, show me some friends that you know that I'm just like, that I want to hang out with and I, that I, I just need to relate to the young people that they need to have around them. So I began to walk the word from Genesis to Revelation and I began to look in the book of 2 Kings and the second chapter and it talks about Elijah and Elisha. And Elisha was with Elijah and they and Elijah was getting ready to go up on the chair but Elijah was like as long as the Lord lives I'm gonna be right here by your side ain't going nowhere right, right, right. <laughs> y'all come on with me because I'm gonna take it on I ain't going no don't anybody got any friends that's gonna be like you know what you may be crazy you may get on my nerves you may rock me side to side but I ain't going nowhere you, oh come on somebody you may not like my new hairstyle you may not like my new shoe but I ain't going nowhere but Elijah was like, I got to go to a place. I'm trying to get somewhere. And every time, Elijah was like, Elijah, I ain't going. No, buddy. When you go, I'm going. And sometimes, let me pause right here real quick. Sometimes you got folks that's trying to go where you're trying to go just to get fame. 
Just trying to get the royalties that you're getting ready to inherit. You got to make sure you have a spirit of discernment to know who's your friend and who's not your friend. Because everybody around you not trying to be your friend. They're just trying to get the little goodies that you got and try to get their name up there so you can talk about them and say, hmm, it's my friend. No, I see you. Yeah. I see you, little snake. You can slither your way on back into the hole. <laughs> Are you really my friend? And friendships is filled with hard moments that make us question whether or not the other person is worth of the outpouring of our loyalty. Sometimes we, we give so many people loyalty, but they ain't even giving us loyalty back. We spend so much time with people that don't even want to spend time with you. We got to realize who your friend, who's not your friend. Stop giving everybody your time when they're not even giving you a time of day. They don't text you, they don't call you, they don't Snapchat you, but you'll be a Snapchat and they're worrying about, oh, what he doing? What she doing? No, stop worrying about them. They ain't worried about you. And I like to say they ain't putting money in my bank account. Well, let me say this. I'm a college student. It ain't free. Praise God. And I'm paying for college out of my own pocket by the grace of God. So I'm like, Lord, I got about three, four jobs on. Somebody asked me, how many jobs do you have? I said, three, about three or four of them. I'm just trying to keep up. And, and lately, they've been holding chicks, but I got an email today that said, the check is in the mail. I said, hey! <laughs> I ain't lying. I'm telling you. I said, my God. <laughs> because I had to go down to Bruton, Alabama Sunday, and I was swiping my car, and I was like, Lord, I only got $13. My mama gave me $20. My stepmom gave me $15. i am like, Lord, this gas going to be done. I was just swiping credit, 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 credit. <laughs> And ministry, and I, and I got a pause here. I don't know why people be trying to fight with physicians and titles and ministry. It ain't all fun and games because I'm sitting here worried. I'm like, look, my baby, y'all going to be messed up. I had a negative. This going to be the second time this year. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, now I'm experiencing the real side. You're running out on gas. You're having to swipe credit. And the people thank you after their money. No, we just try to get your soul saved. <laughs> the cost of ministry, Bishop. <laughs> and I'm like, Lord, you got me in this place. I'm like, Lord, I'm just 19. I know I'm a pastor, but can you give me a little grace, a little mercy? <laughs> and before I left, I was I, I prayed before I went down. I said, that's about a four-hour drive. I said, Lord, will you also be gas in the gas tank? You said, I can ask <laughs> Asking it shall be given. I said, Lord, I'm testing my faith now. I'm just like, Last day is the music. We just have to take a commercial break real quick. But the price of friendship to see if people will really be loyal to you. Will they be able to stand with you along this journey? Will they be able to encourage you instead of tearing you down? Elijah and Elijah was there together. Although Elijah had to go to another place, although they were going to probably have a long friendship relationship, long distance friendship, he was still like, Elijah was like, no matter how far you may go, I'm still going to be your road dog. I'm still going to be your BF. I'm still going to be your right wing man. Be there right there with you, boy. 
Y'all better laugh tonight. <laughs> and so, finally, Elijah had to go, and the chariots came, and, and, and Elijah, he was like, I just want the double portion. I just want the double portion. And he got it, and, and, and he took the, the cloak and everything else. And, and so, I just want to let you know that you, you have to make sure you look after the friends who stick with you through thick and thin, through the good and the bad, because they're going to be the ones that's going to be like, I remember little Jose. I remember when he was just encouraging people. He had a smile on his face and talked good things about you, because you got some people that's going to be like, mm, I hung out with him. He was cussing. He was drinking. He was doing all this. Lizane. But then I begin to look at Ruth and Naomi and, and, and sometimes we use the scripture as Boaz and all this, but I'm talking from the perspective of friendship. Uh, this is where from Ruth chapter 1 verse 15 to 18 it says the world around us can be crushing sometimes. And in the most desperate spaces of our lives, we are tempted to entertain what anyone other than God says about us. My God. Naomi was having a crushing moment such as this. Her husband died. Within 10 years, both her sons died. Desperate and done, she left her land and set off towards Judah, where she heard the Lord had come to the aid of his people. She sent her daughter-in-law back to their mother's home, but Ruth clung to her. Clung in Hebrew means to cling, to stick, to stay close, cleave, to close, stick to, stick with, follow closely, join to, overtake, catch. But what defines the faithful attribute God assigns to friendship is this, to be joined together. Ruth joined with Naomi. She wasn't competing with Naomi. She wasn't rubbing it in her face. She wasn't saying, girl, why you always crying? Girl, why you doing this? It's going to be out. And Ruth joined with Naomi. Their friendship illustrated God's faithfulness to those who will serve each other when placed together as an extension of his love here on earth. So we look at Moses and Aaron in the beginning in Exodus. God spoke to Moses through the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3 and provided the three miracles in order for Moses to overcome his fear to speak in front of Pharaoh. Still he begged the Lord, send someone else to do it. What about your brother? Brother Aaron, the Levite, I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you, and his heart will be glad when he sees you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you speak. God gives us friends to help us accomplish what we are too frozen in fear to accomplish on our own. My God. Two friends operating in faith to their father are far from perfect, but pretty unstoppable. The Lord equips them both, allowing Aaron to perform miracles more than they could have asked for or imagined possibly ha happened as they confronted Pharaoh and eventually led their people out of Egypt. Aren't you glad tonight that God will give you friends who will help you along this journey? They won't discourage you. They're going to be there with you every step of the way. They're going to be like, you got it, Xavier. You got it, my daughter. You got it, my friend. You're going to make it. It's going to be all right. Just keep trusting in the Lord and lean not to your own understanding. For in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I feel like preaching now. 
because as I come to a close of this message, I begin to look back over my own life and see that there were some people who I called friend who weren't really my friend. We was doing some something. There was a friend who was I was right there with him every step of the way. I was supporting. I was doing everything that a friend was supposed to. I was up late in the midnight hours on the phone and I was late out at night. I got in trouble because we was in church all night just because my God. And I was like, you know what? You have to get yourself together. I'm, and then when our friendship disconnected over some petty stuff because people tried to break competition and that's how people were trying to do you. They were trying to break competition between friendship just because you're doing this over here and you're doing this over here. Oh, I think you're doing this better than him. Oh, he's trying to be just like you. Oh, he, oh, come on somebody. You know you got people around you that's trying to make a competition out of your friendship. And so then the friendship begin to separate and then you begin to talk about me behind my back. You begin to backstab me in my back. You begin to tell everybody all my business. But I come to let you know tonight, there's a friend you can lean on. There's a friend you can talk to. You may not have a natural friend. But I come to tell somebody tonight, you got a friend and his name is Jesus. My elder brother, his name is Jesus. Do anybody know him? The Bible says in John chapter 15, in the 13th chapter, he said, greater love has no one than this, to lay down his life for his friend. You ought to get excited tonight, that your friend you to lay down his life. He said, I love you so much, that although you may be going through, I'm going to lay down my life for you, because I called your friend. You didn't choose me, but I chose you. Is there anybody here that can say, I'm so glad that Jesus he chose me in the middle of my mess. Everything I'm going through, he chose me. Oh, come on, somebody. How many know when you're up at night? You don't know who to call on. You tried Bishop, you tried Mama, but they won't answer. But I got news tonight. Try Jesus. Call on him. Late in the midnight hour. Early in the morning. In the middle of the Call on Jesus. my best friend, uh, the one I tell all my problems to, uh, the one that won't tell everybody my business, uh, the one that won't put all my business on Snapchat, uh, the one that won't call ABC 3340, uh, the one that won't call 107.7, uh, the one that won't call 95.7, uh, the one that won't call 103.7, uh, the one that won't call 93.7, uh, I wish somebody knew the man, uh, I wish you knew the man, uh, his name is Jesus, you didn't know the man, you didn't know the man, Jesus, the one who knew no sin, but you can't sin, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here the Bible says, in the book of James, the fourth chapter, 
at the first to the eighth verse, it says that when you have friendship with the world, you are doomed for evil. But the Bible says later down in that scripture, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. He wants to be your friend tonight. He wants to tell you, I got everything in my arms. I got everything in my hands. The girl you've been crying about, it's in my hands. The boy you've been crying about, it's in my hands. In my hands, everything, every problem, every situation is in his hands. All you gotta do tonight is come to Jesus. Look to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, come to Jesus tonight. We wanna be your friend. You ain't gotta be friendless, but you can be friendful. Just call on Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, the 34th, the 31st chapter, that Yahweh God, he's going to hold your right hand, just like a friend. He's going to be there with you, walking by your side, not trying to tear you down, not trying to take your, oh, come on, somebody. He said, do not fear, for I will help you. The Bible says in Luke the 11th chapter, the 5th and the 13th verse, he said, keep on asking, keep on asking, because I'm your friend. He said, because his friend persistently keep on asking, he will get up and do what is needed. So Jesus was speaking his parable. He was telling the people, he said, keep on asking, and it will be given. Keep on searching, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door shall be opened to you. Everyone who asks shall receive. How more will the Father give the gift of life? Is there anybody in here that's going to I'm going to keep on searching. I'm going to keep on asking. I'm going to keep on knocking. Until I get an answer, I'm going to be just like Jacob. I won't let go until you bless me. Is there anybody in here that's He's like, what you won't say? What you won't? And he, then you tell him what you need. Everything God has is already yours. But you gotta open up your mouth tonight. You gotta ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened. Are you asking tonight? Are you seeking tonight? Are you knocking tonight? Are you in expectation tonight? You gotta have an expectation. I can't do it. Get ready to go to my seat. The Bible says in the book of Luke, the 21st chapter, it talks about the end times. And it talks about the signs that you will see. And it says that in the last days you will see these signs. And you know it's going to be the end. But the verse I'm trying to get to is later down in the scripture. What Jesus is saying to them. He said, even your friends 
your family members, people you thought that was going to be on your side, they will destroy you and kill you because of my name's sake. Because you came to know tonight that you have a friend that will not betray you. You have a friend that will be there with you even when you fall. He said, I'm reaching my hand out and I will pick you up. The Bible says, even if you make your bed in hell, I'll be there with you. Aren't you glad tonight that he will be there with you? He said, I never leave you nor forsake you. Aren't you glad tonight that you know a man from Galilee? You know a man who came to a virgin named Mary. You know a man who knew no sin, but he became sin. You know a man who's a carpenter. You know a man who said at the age of 12, I must be about my father's business. You know a man who was talked about. You know a man who was misused. You know a man who was mistreated. You know a man that had to go judgment hall to judgment hall. You know a man who was up on that cross. You know a man that they pissed inside. You know a man that me and you he died. You know a man that was up there. And he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Father, I stretch my hand to me. No one to help I do. Is there anybody that know the man? But that is not how the story ended. They placed him in a tomb. Oh, come on, somebody. But three days later, he got about the tomb with all power in his hands. Aren't you glad tonight? He got power to deliver. Power to set free. Power. Human power. He got all power in his hands. He's able to turn that situation around. He's able to do it seemingly, abundantly, above all you can think of. So whatever you need, God's got it. Whatever you need, God's got it. Do you believe it? Do you receive it? God is able. He's able. He's able to keep you. Now look to somebody and say, are you really my friend? Are you really my friend? Will you, will you be a Jonathan? Will you be an Elisha? Will you be an Aaron? Will you be a Ruth? Oh, my God. I feel good tonight. Do you feel good tonight? Do you know who your friend is tonight? Do you know you have a friend that will never do you wrong? Never tell your secrets. Never put you on blast. But he's gonna be right there. Say, listen, you messed up there, but get it right. Or sometimes he'll be like, you're doing a great job. You're doing a good job, but get it right. 